all of a sudden we had, I think we had around 50 um, clients that we were shipping for. Mm-hmm. And just to see them t- all tank at the same time and just basically lose everything. We dwindled down to like three or four clients. And looking at that and trying to figure out, okay, it's not working because of the market crash. Like how do we, how do we make this market crash proof? Welcome to Mindset Performance, where we take a look at the thinking patterns of successful entrepreneurs so we can learn why it's true that the less you work, the more you make. If you're an entrepreneur and you feel life is calling you to step up to something bigger, this podcast is for you. This is your host, Jared Hanning, and in today's episode, I bring you Matt Frew, Matt, seven-figure earner who serves seven-figure earners. He works in the shipping product fulfillment industry. If you have seen a product out there on TV, um, in Facebook ads, if they are a major, major influencer, and you know that they are shipping thousands of units a month, odds are Matt Frew is the man behind the scenes making that happen. Um, In our conversation, uh, we'll look at how he navigated uh, economic crash and how that affected his clients, how that affected his business, but how he kind of innovatively found a new service um, to get through that and how to reinvent himself. Uh, there's something interesting, though, that comes up around when he's teaching people how to succeed in this business, the thing between the people that succeed and those who don't has to do with are they focusing on one thing or are they chasing shiny objects? But when it comes to that one thing, he, he has a really interesting perspective on what it means to focus on one thing. And if you're in the uh, information industry or product information or solid physical products that you're shipping, for him, it comes down to, are you an attractive character? Meaning, are you able to relate to your customers, the people that are consuming your product Do you get in their heads? Do they feel like you really understand them? Because the better you are at that, the more they're going to gravitate to your product. And this trumps even the quality of your design or your marketing or your graphics or your website. It all has to do with, are you relating to your clients? The better you do that, the more you're going to sell. And without further ado, let's hear it from Matt himself. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Um, Matt, it has been a joy to get to know you and to get to know your work, but some of the listeners have not been acquainted with the awesome sauce that is the difference you're making in the world. Would you (laughs) share a few nuggets, please? Yeah. So um, a little bit about me. I am Matt Frew. I own a company called ShipZoom, um, and we make ship happen. I've been uh, helping people make ship happen since I was 15 years old and I'm now 37. So um, I have been in this career longer than most anybody will be in any career. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Would you take us back to when you were getting started in shipping? Yeah. um, And when it wasn't working, when it wasn't going well, would, would you describe like, what was going on, but more importantly, what was happening in your thinking? Like what was going on in your head during that time? Um, I I can think back, obviously, um, one of the 
biggest contributions of when it wasn't working was the market crash. Was the market crash in 2006, seven and eight, right? Mm -hmm. And that obviously made it so that the monetary, like the monetary exchange just was not happening. And so all of a sudden we had, I think we had around 50 um, clients that we were shipping for. Mm -hmm. And just to see them all tank at the same time and just basically lose everything. We dwindled down to like three or four clients and looking at that and trying to figure out, okay, it's not working because of the market crash. Like how do we, how do we make this market crash proof? Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if there's really any solid answer to make any business, um, crash proof. Um, but one of the things that was going through my mind is, okay, I've seen what physical products and how successful they can be. Um, and so I know how to do that. And so I immediately went to, I, I started creating my own supplement business. And that was my first reaction of, okay, it's not working. I'm going to create something that I know can work and I know people need. And so we went into a, um, the supplement business and it was a very fine niche. And I think it was a too, too fine of a niche. It was, it was a supplement created to help people with Meniere's disease, which is a disease of the inner ear, um, that can cause vertigo and, so we, we were creating this supplement that we thought was, it, it actually was, a, it was an awesome supplement. Um, and so that's what got us through for the next year, year and a half. Um, but when I say got, got us through is only bringing in, you know, a profit of maybe $2,000 a month, but it was paying our bill to still have our warehouse open. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so as I hear you, describe that story, you were in this situation where it, it wasn't working. There were definitely external factors out of your control yep. um, that kind of mask the factors in your control. It becomes hard to tell what's what after a while. But somehow in your psyche, part of your brain was like, okay, this isn't working. I can still create something that is. And so you, you created a new venture, which speaks to well, a couple things. While it wasn't working, um, on some level, you were able to detach your self-worth and self-image from that. Right. This isn't working. That doesn't mean I'm a failure. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means this isn't working. Right. Let me find something that will. So, so, during, so also during this time of the market crash, I decided, and this is actually how we came up with the name, the current name ShipZoom. <clears throat> I decided I was going to try something different. And I knew that um, in the shipping industry, people hate going to the post office. And, and why is that? Well, you get to the post office, you stand in this line just to be, um, <laughs> just to be helped by a clerk who absolutely hates their job. What it seems like mm-hmm. they're not nice. They're, they're, they, they're not happy to see you. And so right. I was like, okay, how can I take my knowledge that I have of shipping and logistics uh-huh. and, and fix a problem that people do not like? And that was going to the post office. So I, I came up with the idea of ShipZoom 
doorstep packing and shipping where I took, and this was right when, um, 2008, nine ish, when smartphones were just coming out, I, I remember I got an HTC Evo that I could tether to my laptop and I tethered it to my laptop and I was, I had a mobile computer now because I was tethering to my mobile device. And I, I marketed myself as, look, if you have something to ship, I will come to you and ship it. I will do everything that the post office will do right there on your doorstep. And so I started doing that. And what I quickly realized was one, Boise is a super small market for this type of, of um, service. But I did realize that this is something that, that people need, but they're not really ready for it. This was right when Square came out with their Square Reader. And I remember showing up to the doorsteps and how I do you take credit cards? I'm like, yeah. And I pop it into my phone and they were like, wait, stop. What are you doing with my credit card? You're putting that information right in your phone. Like what the heck? And I was like, no, this is a credit card reader. Just like if you were to go to the store and swipe your card, if you were to go to the gas station and swipe your card, it's just like that. And they were really skeptical, skeptical with that. The market wasn't ready for something like that. And and now you see it, it's like you have Uber, you have Uber Eats, you have Grubhub, you have all these doorstep things happening now. But back in 2008, 2009, like the market was, was not ready for it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I, I, so I was, I was not only developing a supplement company, but I also saw, hey, there's, there's also a, a potential need of, of doorstep packing and shipping. Mm-hmm. But I'd have the whole plethora of boxes, box sizes in my, I had a Honda Element at the time, just a boxy kind of, of looking car. And I could do, I, I could process and package any size box that you needed to. And, and the majority of the things that I shipped were, were iPads because mm-hmm. relatives would leave their iPads at their, their relative's house and they just need to ship out their iPads back to their relatives. So anyways, that was, wow. that was interesting. <laughs> Wait, um, innovative, right? No right. Yeah. And I totally feel for you. Like I, I can, yes, going back to that time um, when taking payments was new. Like we had this belief that there was something special about yeah. the card reader at the gas station that was somehow more secure yeah. Then going through the internet connection on my phone. Um, exactly. And, and, and like, we're so used to, okay, I'm, I'm okay putting my credit card in this gas pump because there's gotta be a line going underneath the ground <laughs> to the actual store itself. So we're secure. And all of a sudden it's like mobile. Nah, I, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll take a check. Right, right. Yeah. Somebody could hack your phone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. But like, I, yeah, I can relate. I mean, I, there was a, there was a few years that I felt the same way. Um, yeah. And now here we are. It's like the only way we do things. Exactly. Um, give strangers over the internet money. <laughs> um, as you, you, because you also teach, like you also teach people how to refine their shipping process and their e-commerce process. Um, and in that business, you have some students that are doing great and some students that should be doing great. And we're not sure why they're not. Yeah. What, what's like, what's some of the common factors 
among the people that seem to languish versus those that take off? So the common factor of anybody who has had success with a physical product, they live, they eat, breathe, drink, everything about their physical product for years. And they focus solely on one thing and they perfect that one thing. And, and, and once they have that one thing perfected, they don't, they don't go out and start a new company. They go out and say, okay, how can I take this thing that I've created and add something that is um, like it and can benefit in conjunction with um, a perfect example. Um, so, so Drew Canoli, the owner yep. of FitLife.tv, yes. or Organifi. Yep. Um, when they first started, when they first launched, um, they were they were doing Amazon fulfillment, uh, meaning they they would tie their their they would tie their account to their Amazon to Amazon, and then Amazon would fulfill the orders for them, right? And all of a sudden they had 4,000 international orders. Well, Amazon doesn't fulfill the international orders. Well, they didn't realize that. And they had 4,000 orders of this green juice that they needed to ship out. And I remember getting a call. It was actually a call from Russell Brunson saying, Hey, do you think you can help my friend Jamel out? Well, Jamel's the, at the time he was uh, the operating officer of, of fit life. And he connected us. He jumped off the phone. We talked and two days later we had pallets and pallets of green juice at our warehouse. And then we fulfilled all the international orders. But what I saw with that was, was Drew and his team focused solely just on the green juice until they perfected the green juice. Then they included, well, <laughs> then they tried a pill form of it's called biotic balance, which was their pill form of a, um, uh, what is it? Probiotic? A probiotic. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> that didn't do so well. So they went back to the basics of powdered juice, right? So then they created red juice, gold juice, and it, but they didn't move on from green juice until they were successful with green juice. And, and so that, that pure focus is what sets apart the great from Oh, we've had we've had this great product on ourselves for two years that hasn't even moved mm. because that entrepreneur has not focused on their product and who their target market really is. Mm. Mm. And so, it, it's it's really interesting to watch. I can jump on the phone with any of them and say, "Hey, this is what you're doing wrong. You need to do this, this, and this." And but ultimately, it's always up to them whether they take the action. Where do you find the biggest um, hurdles? Like, is it is it selling it? Is it getting your ads to convert at a price that makes sense? Is it fulfilling the orders? Is it shipping? Is it post customer care? It's it, no, it's it's understanding that as an attractive character, you truly have to relate to what you're selling and who you're selling. Okay. And, and, and that's one thing. There are some products like you have all these e-commerce guys just want to jump on a bandwagon and sell the, the fidget spinners, right? That's really hard to be an attractive character with a fidget spinner because that is a toy that is just going to 
hit its peak and then it's gonna die, right? Whereas the longevity of a company like Organifi right now is the attractive character relates to the customer who is buying their product and what they will continually relate with that customer. And that's the hugest thing. I mean, you look at Russell Brunson right now, how he can relate to his attractive character. It would be the attractive character and relate to his ideal avatar is so important to the growth of ClickFunnels. Mm -hmm. And he will maintain, maintain that and ClickFunnels will continue to grow. Um, and so that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing that I see in the successful companies and the non-successful companies and how much focus that attractive character can give to the product will change it massively. Wow. I, I wouldn't have thought of that answer at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what, I mean, that's, I do this day in and day out. You, you do this day in and day out, right? Oh my gosh. The main the biggest thing is a, an attractive character that like the brand, if you will. Yeah. That relates That's to it. the ideal avatar. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, when, when people come to you for help um, with their e-com, many times they say some version of this. They say, you know, um, I would be more successful, but I just need whatever, more money for ads or a better team for shipping or a better fulfillment company. Like they, they have this thing and this thing is the reason they're not doing well with it. They're not succeeding. Mm -hmm. And, and you've, you've had that question asked enough times or you've heard that excuse given enough times. The part of your brain is like, ah, eh, I know you think that's what you need, but really this is what you need. What are those two blanks in your world? What, what is the thing that people say they need? And what is the thing that they really need? <laughs> Honestly, the, the thing that people always say that they need is the ones that aren't successful. They always come. Well, they think that they're always already going, they're already on the track to be successful. They mm -hmm. always say, I need to optimize my website. <laughs> That's the number one thing that they'll come in and say, Hey, we don't have a lot of sales right now, but when we optimize our website, we're expecting it to just explode. And I always have that in the back of my mind saying that's bull crap. You could succeed with the crappiest of websites here. Let me, and, and then I'll, and I'll get on and I'll show them super crappy websites that are absolutely just crushing it. And they'll be like, are, are you serious? This is crushing it? And I'm like, yes. It's all like we just spoke about. It's all how that attractive char character is nurturing the clients that they are trying to target. And I'll ask them the question, when was the last time you actually had a conversation with one of your clients? Well, why would I do that? That's like that's setting me up to just get totally you know, um, either a refund or, or something like you, you, that's a false belief you're telling yourself, get on the phone with them and listen to them. And they will tell you exactly what, you, what, what they're wanting and then take that and sell it. So does that answer your question? Yes. <laughs> yes. Getting to know who your customer really is. Yep. Um, the website can be, but ugly, yep. but as long as it speaks to who the customer really is, 
we see it we see it all the time we have a client that sells tons of um tons of their supplement that that you would look at not only the bottle supplement looks ugly but their website looks horrendous you're like why is this doctor even selling this much stuff it's because the doctor relates to their their avatar so much and they speak on it constantly wow wow how how do you how do you bottle that up like how do you how do you help more people to see that (laughs) honestly and so this this is one of the things that i'm i'm working on right now currently is creating a a a course that's it's called uh make ship happen course Mm -hmm. do it yourself shipping and basically it's 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 to do twofold right one you'll have entrepreneurs who think that they want to do everything themselves and have full control over everything that's Mm -hmm. usually how they start out right and what it what it's intended to do is obviously teach them exactly what I do, but they're going to realize that this is not something I want to do all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's then going to be a lead generation into, okay, if, if this person is willing to teach me everything that they know, I trust them enough to, I'll just let them take it over kind of a thing. So it's a lead generation into our, our fulfillment um, at ShipZoom where um, a lot of companies like, like mine, have kind of gotten a bad rap with their 3PL, right? I don't know if you've heard of that term. I have not. So a 3PL stands for third-party logistics, ah. right? And, and every time somebody calls and says, hey, um, I'm looking for a new 3PL, I stop them right there and I say, hey, we're not a 3PL because we're not a third-party logistics. We want to be a partner shipper with you. We're part of your systems and processes. And you have to recognize that you have to work closely with us and we have to work closely with you in order to make this successful. We're not just some third party where you send us your product and we'll put it in a box and kick it around. No, we, we want to live, eat, and breathe your product mm. with you. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Man, um, when we started this conversation earlier today, uh, we started it by talking about thinking and uh, thinking about thinking <laughs> and looking at how we think about thinking. Um, what, any comments on, on the MindScan? What are a few things you took away from your MindScan experience? Um, the, well, the MindScan itself was, was awesome. In the sense of when I first got to the lists, to do the mind scan, I was like, okay, this is overwhelming. And then I said, okay, how do I fix this? And then you just start segregating yep. quickly. Yep. And then you go in individually and start segregating, really thinking about what, yeah. what it is. Um, so that was really cool to, to kind of watch myself go through that process and realize, okay, I'm doing a mind scan and it's making me it's making me actually problem solve. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and, and um, the second thing, as I read the, the results, it, it confirmed to me, obviously, like that I truly do know exactly what I want and where I'm going. So. Excellent. Good. But it also did show me that, Hey, there's some things you need to work on. <laughs> right. <laughs> was, there, was there anything that stuck out to you? 
of what I need to work on. Yeah, that would be helpful. Um, I need to get out of the way. Okay. Of, I mean, I've, I've worked so hard on with the help of, and I'll give him a shout out, Alex Charpin, mm-hmm. of creating a team and surrounding myself with a team so that I can focus in on my genius, right? And I think a lot of times we go through this pride cycle of, as entrepreneurs, we go through a pride cycle of, I can always do it better. Um, and I can do it better than, than this individual. And I can, but nine times out of 10, that individual can do it way better than I could. And I've hired them on to do it. And I'm paying them gobs of money to do it. So get out of their way. Excellent. So that was a good, that was a good reminder of this mind scan of (laughs) get the freak out of the way of your team (laughs) and they'll do it. Yes. If you guys are listening, um, you're taking notes, you want to write this down. If you're doing the work, you're falling behind. Yeah. Um, you doing the work doesn't solve the problem of why it needs to be done. And so the more you're doing it, the more you're ensuring that you're going to have more stuff to do tomorrow. <laughs> and, and it's been, it's been really hard. It's been, especially with this COVID stuff going oh, on. Yeah. Like it's been really hard to, cause me getting out of the way is literally me jumping on a plane and going shaking hands with, with a client or a potential client. Right. And with the fact that I really can't travel much right now, Mm -hmm. it's kind of put me in a physical seat at the office way more than I would like it to. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of played this mind game with me while I'm here. So I might as well jump in. Oh, Um, wow. So, challenging yeah oh my gosh well in the in the course of our our conversation today there are people that uh resonate with how you think and uh resonate with what you're doing and uh, you've probably inspired them that there's still hope for their e-com venture um where can those people go to connect with you and be a part of your world yeah um you can always reach out shipzoom.com okay um we have a really simple process uh, we believe that in keeping ship simple. And so we try not to make it too complicated. You can, you can read everything that you need to know right there on the website, but the process that we have set up is throw in your name and it'll set up a schedule, scheduled call with somebody on my team. And they'll, they'll basically walk you through the whole process. So. All right. We uh, will send them there. I'll have that link in the show notes. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me here, Jared. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about the thinking patterns of success, or maybe even see what kind of opportunities for growth are hidden in your own mindset, visit mindsetperformance.co.